Welcome back, everyone, to Daily DVR. My name is Axel, and today I am solo, alone on the mic. It's been a while since I did a solo podcast. And hey, if you're interested in finding out more about those previous solo podcasts, hit us up at DVRpodcast.com. Head on over to Patreon and be one of the awesome people who help support this independent podcast over at patreon.com slash D V R. Well, I was going to do a little pod with, uh, our old friend Jenny yesterday, but, uh, family called it was labor day. I had a nice labor day, man, really getting ready for football. We had an awesome, uh, draft over the weekend today, later today, Brett and Andy and I are going to be our do our first podcast without Heath of the Around the Couch season. Uh, we're going to be picking week one of the NFL season. I am super excited, but today I'm not going to be talking about that here on Daily DVR. I just wanted to jump on real quick. This is going to be a short one and talk about the finale of Special Ops Lioness, baby, the Paramount Plus TV show. Now, back in the day, you know, about two or three months ago, Heath and I were thinking of covering this show, and uh, we eventually decided not to cover the show. Um, After watching the first episode, we felt it was rather direct, right? And we like to try to cover shows where there's more either visual uh, character or plot interpretation involved because it gives us a reason to talk about it. And even as I prepare to talk about Special Ops Lioness, um, and I'm going to give full spoilers for this. So if you have not seen Special Ops Lioness on Paramount Plus, the let's see, what is it though? I think it's the fifth Taylor Sheridan show, right? What do we got? Got a cut. We got the three Yellowstones. No, it's like the sixth, uh, sixth or seventh Taylor Sheridan show that I've enjoyed. Um, then do not listen. Go and watch it. I'll give you a quick spoiler of not spoiling. I loved it. I thought it was great. It's fun. It's direct. It's an action show. First and foremost, this is actually probably the most action-packed show trying to think through the Sylvester Stallone one is kind of actiony though. They get, they get some good stuff. Good, good fist fights on that one. They concentrate more on the hand to hand. This is military style takeouts, but it just, there's a lot happening in this show and I enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen it, go back out, watch it or go back in to your home, watch it on Paramount plus. Um, what is it again? It's only eight episodes. So it's not going to take up too much of your time. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to come back and say, hey, Axel, that was a good show. But let's get to it. Spoilers for Special Ops Lioness. As I said, I really enjoyed this show. The number one thing that I look for in a television show after all these years of watching TV, I'm 49. I've probably been a TV head waking up early to watch cartoons and Starsky and Hutch since I was a very young child getting in trouble. (laughs) That's what always got me in trouble, sneaking out of my room, waking up early, watching TV. My son does the same thing. Um, I have realized that regardless of a quality of a show, there's going to be certain people who are into it, certain people who are not. So that's going to be the first dividing line, right? Which is just 
completely unaccountable personal taste. The second, okay, in my opinion, is not production quality, acting quality, money, anything. It's simply knowing and being what you are. And if a TV show, if you see the marketing material, you watch the first episode, and you feel like, hey, this show knows what it is. The people working on it, there's not one person who thinks they're doing Shakespeare and another person who thinks they're doing Jerry Springer, which often happens on these weird, a lot of, we've got so many shows on, on Netflix in particular. It's like one scene is goofy, the next scene is this. When they have the tone down, they know exactly what they're doing. Special Ops Lioness from the first episode knows exactly what it is. It is a season of television, eight episodes, based solely around this lioness mission, right? Where we have our, our main protagonist, Cruz, trying to um, find the location of this arms dealer slash uh, terrorist slash perhaps friend of many politicians, which we get into as well, um, through her, through his daughter. That's it. That's, that's the whole thing. That's really the whole show. Everything else that happens with Joe, Zoe Saldana, the excellent Zoe Saldana, is character building um, and plot-wise, really, in the end, does not affect the mission. That's the weird thing is that I thought I was under the impression that when we get to the finale, Joe's personal life was going to interfere and make her say, try to rescue Cruz without uh, having enough backup or in a really dangerous situation or not listen to the president, right? Or not listen to Michael Kelly Byron, um, it's funny calling these people their names because their names are meaningless in this show. Right? Like they're all, <laughs> they really are. They're all pawns in this game. And that's really in the end, what I kind of felt was the point of this show, not, not to, um, not to diverge from the plot, uh, too quickly, but, or the review, but I did feel it was rather strange that so many people, upon the first review of the first couple episodes, the reviews came out and they were kind of, I don't know, you know, Taylor Sheridan's done a bunch of interviews lately and you have the stuff with Kevin Costner and I mean, America being what it is. Um, oh, you know what? The daughter's name wasn't Bobby. I'm sorry. Bobby was the other woman. It was Aaliyah. Uh, sorry. Uh, who is played by Stephanie Nur Buddenbrook who was amazing. Again, every Taylor Sheridan show, all the character actors on it, we've seen them before in different places, whether it's our friend James Jordan to Michael Kelly, LaMonica Garrett, all these people. You don't know these people's names, but Martin Donovan is in this fucking show. What the fuck? I was like, what the fuck is Martin Donovan doing in this? Everyone is just amazing. Of course, Morgan Freeman and uh, Dave Annabel who plays Neil, um, Joe's husband. Um, anyway, 
a lot, this show got a lot of flack. They're saying it was rah, rah. It's a conservative show. It's pro-military. It's like, um, very uh, patriotic. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't think so at all. I think that this show was, it wasn't anti, I don't think it was anti-military, but what I think it did is similar to mayor of Kingstown, similar to, I think all of Taylor Sheraton shows, I don't find the guy to be particularly liberal conservative. I find him to be a storyteller that, that does deal in almost the, the hyper-masculine fantastical. Um, and through that lens, uh, uh, which it also involves not just masculine, but I don't know how to say it's not like it's not, it's a naturalist in a sense, um, deals with human emotion and things through that lens. I don't, I think that just because maybe a particular group of people might watch the show or be a fan of the show or whatever. When you read his interviews, he doesn't seem particularly, he seems more not wanting to talk about that, but also um, just a person who writes more of his own experience. And yeah, I mean, some of the interviews have been a little dickheadish, but uh, I, I don't really read into these type of things because for me, I don't, I'm looking at the person's work and really in the end, I think special ops lioness, if it's about anything other than just being a good action show, like an elevated action show on Paramount plus, which basically is what it is. If it's about anything in depth, it's about perhaps people who are selfishly give so much of themselves uh, they believe they falsely believe that they're helping when in fact they're just in a cycle of their own pain and misunderstanding, which seems to be Joe to a T. She's the worst mother that ever lived. Her husband, Neil, is like amazing, right? Like he's jumping up. That girl's screaming at night. He's jumping up. Joe's yelling at him like, what the fuck did you put her on the phone for? I'm about to kill some motherfuckers over here in Spain. And he's like, gosh, sorry. Um, anyway, I'm doing my best. She's terrible. I think in the end, most of the characters, even if we, even if in the, you are, when we come to the climactic, uh, not really battle, right? Showdown when they're in the kitchen and, uh, Cruz is with the father, the terrorist arms dealer guy. And then the the soon-to-be husband of her lover runs in and screams, Marine! And she just quickly, boom, boom, kills him, turns, kills the other guy. And I looked at my watch. I'm, I'm telling you, that was less than a minute. That was about, I think that took her about 20 seconds, maybe less than that. And then she was out. When that occurred, I was floored. I was, I was like, whoa, that was amazing. It just, wow, it just happened. She just did it. And then she escapes and all the other kind of, uh, plot entanglements with Joe, with, with Neil, the daughter, the daughter getting pregnant at 14, all this kind of stuff just disappeared. Right. And you see what really that was all about was her that training, all the abuse that she had suffered, 
that hair pin trigger, right? That she has was honed, was used to just murder these people, which of course she does instinctively. And I think that that's kind of what the show is trying to get at too. Just this, this instinctive, you have, if you have this instinctive nature, should it be honed to be used to murder people like this? And in the end, if it's just all politics and the only reason they killed these, this guy is because they forgot to take his name off of a list, as Michael Kelly was saying to Morgan Freeman, that <laughs> gives him the finger, which was Morgan Freeman was like asleep for the first two episodes, the episodes, episodes that he's in this show. He's like sitting there just like, okay, I'm Morgan Freeman. And then all of a sudden he wakes up and he's like, holy shit, he should get an Emmy for this one finale episode, which was awesome. Ken, I know I'm floating a little bit here and losing the point, but I'm just going to keep going. Uh, the same cannot be said for Nicole Kidman, who I have enjoyed in recent um, the Hulu and HBO shows she's done. I've enjoyed her. But in this, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was the look or the intensity, the feigned intensity, or I just wasn't, it just wasn't working for me. And when she just kind of moves from the office to the field because of the politics that occurred, which is they discovered the other mission that the guy who I thought in the end was going to end up having a relationship with Joe. Um, what was his name? Let's see. I'm trying to look if he's listed here in the, uh, in the old uh, IMDB. I can't identify him, but we all know the blonde dude who took her team and killed a bunch of people on U.S. soil. <laughs> that was the other thing is, look, they did that, yes, but then they were punished for it, right? And the way that they're punished for it is that Nicole Kidman has to go hang out with them. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I didn't really get some of the, and, and we see these, see this in other Taylor Sheridan shows, I think, where, it's a little Sons of Anarchy where you're kind of like, yeah, if you sat down, I guess it makes sense when you're watching it. You're like, okay, that makes sense. You know, they use the team. You're obviously not supposed to murder motherfuckers on U.S. soil like that, have a military operation <laughs> in the middle of the fucking highway. And they like, it looks like they killed a bunch of cops too, uh, which they probably shouldn't be broadcasting nor be proud of. They're just like hanging out. That's another day. Okay, back to... Uh, Back to the mission, back to Lioness. That whole thing, for me, what did that provide? An amazing set piece. The car accident with the truck, that was awesome. I enjoyed all of it. And that's the way I kind of felt about this uh, series. I wasn't bored at any point. Even the freaking car accident with the kid the way they shot it, the way they followed up. You're, I was like all of a sudden invested in it just because it's happening so fast. It's adrenaline. Um, and there is a kind of mirror there, right? To Joe, like does her, did her life perhaps what I felt was going to happen? Did it happen in reverse? I started to think about that. Like her, the violence that she brought with her everywhere just kind of like extended into her home. It's the same way the only part of Nicole Kidman's life they we sh uh, outside of the mission is we see the weird-ass fucking scenes with Martin Donovan, 
His name is Errol Mead, if you wanted to know. That's quite a name. Um, talking about how she was just basically trading him information on the mission to get to have sex or be close to him or just I don't know to it was just their way of being in a relationship and that so in the end the only thing that mattered was the ramification that taking that dude out had on the oil markets and and I guess okay I understand right the 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 big the organizations the governments um everything out there really controls everything. We are all just pawns in it. Even the people who are a part of it are pawns themselves. It becomes something in itself. It, 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 ooh, here it comes, people. In effect, that is the lioness controlling us all, right? Uh, I guess, but for me, the action scene was the best part, and I thought that they they handled the whole um, uh, uh, kind of relationship between Alia, Aaliyah, and Cruz. I forget what her name was. I'm calling her, her real name is Cruz, but for most of the show, she calls her a different name. I can't remember. Um, I thought they handled that awesome. The way that she just kind of inserted herself in when they first met at the jewelry store. And I was, I was under the impression that when her friends right off the bat, right? Like the second time she hangs out with her and we see the friends and they're like, Oh, she has another play thing. I was under the impression that everybody knew that she was gay and she was constantly bringing in new girls and but perhaps it was because of the culture right and who she was maybe that was kind of true not like you know it's maybe to the to the to her friends they were just they really were just jealous of her and they didn't really understand that maybe this was the first time that it actually became something we don't know right but the fact that i'm actually interested in that I felt was really good writing. I felt that they rolled that out nice and slow to the point where when uh, our hero kind of discovers she's in love and is so angered by it, right? I really believed it. I believe that she hadn't seen that coming when in effect, when in the beginning, I kind of felt like that's the angle she should have been playing, but it did show the way she was in effect disposable, right? When it was episode, I think episode five or six, when all the big wigs sit down and they bring Joe in, right? And they bring Blondie, special ops guy who looks like she probably fucked him a couple times before she met Neil, or maybe that's what led to their divorce or something. There was a little something else was going on there with that dude. Um, uh, what was I going to say? There was a, they, they, when they brought in all the big wigs and Joe says, well, she's going to die, right? She just says, we either, we either bomb it or she's going to, they're going to kill her. There's no, this is a suicide mission, right? Like she kind of, I never, I wasn't sure whether she believed that, right? Was she telling them that because 
It prevented the extraction, which became such a point of contention between Morgan Freeman and Michael Kelly, right? In the, in the, uh, whatever room that is again, where they have, I don't remember these. Uh, it's not the Oval. The Oval Office is where the president is. The Situation Room, right? Oh, that's what Wolf Blitzer. Um, when they're in the Situation Room and they're battling back and forth, can we take her out? No, we can't take her out. If we, if we did, we're going to cause an even bigger thing. They're going to know we're there, even though showing up with a bunch of Marines that obviously trained or fucking special ops guys just take everyone out. Right? Like, <laughs> the way they did it in the end was boop, like very efficient, which I think is probably the way it happens more often than not, because you are dealing with people who are trained just to do, they're coming in offensively to take everyone out, extract her. They're so well-trained, right? And the other, the security guys aren't. They're just going to spray a machine gun, as typically happens in television. Um, when, but when, when, uh, when Zoe, uh, when Joe, when Joe Zoe said that she's going to die, I didn't know. As time went on, that's why I thought that they were. I'm glad they didn't do this, but I felt that they were building up to something where perhaps, like, she was saying that for political reasons, so they wouldn't end the program. But in effect, because of what we saw in the, in the very first episode, which is the girl die, right? When, they, when she orders the missile strike, um, was she going to end up doing that? And then, it, and then that, order, that kind of decision that she had already made, was that going to stop her from like trying to extract her or mess up the, the whole uh, operation in some way where in fact it didn't, the operation went perfectly right like this. One of the things is, is that when you look back and you see the whole chain of events that happen from meeting the daughter to getting invited to her, you know, Hampton's house to then in the city, then they go to the wedding. The father's at the wet, everything just worked perfectly. And the extraction itself was perfect too. The way she fucking took them out was perfect too, right? Because in the end, she not <laughs> she didn't only kill the father, but she killed the fucking husband. Now her girlfriend doesn't have to marry the guy. So I, it was like, wow, everything went perfect. But then we're left with that feeling of did it though, because it's just a political thing. They didn't really want to kill them. They're going to end up having more More people are going to get uh, killed or there's going to be uprisings due to oil prices or whatever around the world. There's going to be a fallout that's going to be greater than the damage that this guy may have been causing because he was, you know, the devil they knew. But that's like typical American politics. I didn't find that to be uh, particularly um, uh, bad or all, like, I, th I think they did a good job in portraying that, but I did find it to be kind of stereotypical in, you know, that's maybe that's just because that's what I expect in real life. And that's what actually happens, you know, so many times. Um, but then what the fuck do I know? I'm a guy watching TV. I've never been involved in the situation room, except I have watched Wolf Blitzer. I have watched him. Um, overall, my review of, uh, wow, I've already talked for like 25 minutes. Look at that. Put a mic in front of my fucking face. I'll just start talking. 
overall, my review of uh, Special Ops Lioness is highly positive. I thought that this was a really fun show. Will there be a season two? Will Cruz try to contact Alaya and then they have to go get her or whatever? I don't know. Are they going to pick a new lioness? Are they going to maybe everybody gets switched out, right? Maybe we have a, uh, this is like a, um, a show where every season, like, so next season, instead of uh, Zoe Saldana starring, it's, uh, I don't know, some, some other star, right? They just replace them and they do a different op or something. Or does she come back? Because honestly, I'll tell you what, I thought that this was pretty wrapped up well. And it was a pretty, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it perfect because it wasn't a perfect TV show, right? It's, this wasn't like I watched the first season of the wire or some shit, but for what it is, it was pretty, pretty perfectly done. Like I don't have a really, I don't have a lot of complaints about what was presented to me. I enjoyed all of it. It moved fast. And again, it knew exactly what it was. And it stayed in that lane. We didn't spend too much time with the daughter, I didn't feel. We didn't spend too much time away. We didn't spend too much time building the love affair. We spent the perfect amount of time. It moved fast and quick, just like the operations. And all the scenes with um, the team hanging out were always fucking great, right? They were great. I mean, even the introduction of Cruz's story, I thought was awesome the way they did it. Um, everything worked very well. I don't think it needs a second season. Maybe it will have a second season. I mean, I'm sure everybody wants to work, but with the strikes happening, who knows if Paramount Plus is even gonna, what it's going to be. I mean, they're absorbing Showtime into it. Is that Are they going to make it bigger? Who knows? Maybe it ends up being sold or something like that. Um, but in general, I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel that way. Taylor Sheridan has created a lot of shows. The Sylvester Stallone show could go like 10 seasons because it's Sylvester Stallone. You just see him do shit. It's he's funny as hell in it. I really Tulsa King. I really like that show. Um, I even think mayor of Kingstown. I definitely want it to return. I would hope that it would return. But you don't even know what kind of ratings this show got. I don't know. I didn't hear a super amount of people talking about Special Ops uh, colon Lioness. I'm talking about it now. I know our friend Mike did over at One Mike. Um, I hadn't even asked Solo if he ended up watching the whole thing. But maybe we'll talk about it a little bit with him when he gets back. So I'll leave it there. I really enjoyed the season. If they have a second season, I'll watch it. If it's new people, I'll watch it. If it's the continuation of the story, I'll watch it. But then again, like I'm saying, I don't know how interested I am in, you know, how the daughter recovers, right? Like, okay, I'm good. You know, I mean, yeah, she's going to recover. It's okay if in my mind she recovers. What happens with, does, what does Neil make for dinner? I don't need to know. It's okay. How, how angry does Joe get for having to actually give any attention to her children and there she there by the way there's another kid it's not just the one daughter <laughs> right like they had a whole another human being that resided in that home that uh was i believe younger um anyway i think it was a boy right i don't know dave or neil i should say 
Uh, let's see what happens. So I give a I give a th- big thumbs up to Special Ops Lioness. And uh, all right, I think that's what that's all I got today. Do a little short episode, little half hour solo folo talking about Special Ops Lioness. Like I said, I'm going to be back tonight. Uh, I'm going to record with um, Andy and Brett, and I'm going to put that up on the feed. And then who knows? I will be back. I'll, that'll be up Wednesday. That's tomorrow. And then Thursday or Friday. Hey, if you're listening and you want to come on the show, come on the show. We'll talk about something. Who knows? I had a lot of fun talking with Gina about the Real Housewives and the reality stuff. Maybe that should be a weekly thing. I don't know. Maybe we'll get Gina back and we'll check back in with the Real Housewives because I think this this episode was very pertinent to things Gina and I discussed. Very pertinent. Go back and listen to that episode last week when Gina came on. And uh, hopefully we'll get Jenny before she uh, goes away on an adventure of her own. But until then, thanks for listening. This has been Axel reporting live for the DVR Podcast Network. (laughs) All of a sudden, I became Walter fucking Concrete. Go go on over to DVRpodcast.com. Head over on to Patreon, patreon.com slash DVR. Any final thing I want to say about the Lioness show? Nah, I, I, I don't I will say again, Stephanie Nurbuddenbrook, who played Aliyah, the daughter, or Aaliyah, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. She was great. So many great faces in this show. So many great faces. It really kind of surprised me. Don't know if it's going to be on my best list at the end of the year, though. Let's see. I could put it in a top 15 right now. I think I'll say that. So it's edging. It's it's definitely an honorable mention. So I'm going to put it on the list right now. Let's click that uh, honorable mention. We're almost coming to the end, folks. It's September. We did our our six month in June. So we got September, October, November, December. Well, we got four months of a lot of TV that's coming out, and that's something that I do want to do. Actually, I was checking out some of these lists of shows that are coming up this fall and I'll grab somebody. That's a two-hander though. I need another person to throw shit back and forth on that. At least it'll give me a chance to look up all the shows on IMDb while we're chatting. All right, peace out folks. Later.